0: The Born to be Mild Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Born to be Mild. It is episode 41, and this is the week of October 25th. Now, we have only one more episode after this one before the big presidential election so we wanted to do things a little bit differently this time around and possibly next week as well we're gonna have a little roundtable today with two of my absolute favorite guests we have West Coast Nick Julia and my cousin Matt Onesti joining us today and we basically just had a little powwow and talked about some of the most pressing and some of the biggest topics in the news for the past week and some of the things that we're gonna have to look out for in the weeks to come so I hope you guys really enjoy this discussion. It was really fun to have, and it was really great having these two gentlemen on. Stuff,
1: like a lot of these, you know, When the PPP came out, you know, like... Our people were just cleaning up, you know? So it's like...
2: Mm -hmm. like, We're talking like a fresh album just dropped. When (laughs) When the PPP hit the market, everyone lost their mind.
1: Oh, well, most people didn't even get it because like you weren't even like an echelon of customer at the bank that they wanted to even entertain. It's crazy.
0: A lot of money getting thrown around real quick right then.
1: Yeah, that was... Well, it
2: was
0: nice. You know, we had to send all that money to like
2: fucking Kanye and Mitch McConnell's family. (laughs) That was the that was those are the important pillars of America. The way to make sure sure some of his business
1: associates uh, definitely benefited. No, they did, and it went
0: to Kushner, and it went to God knows whoever else. But uh, mom and pop down the street, guess what? They're busking now. They're they're doing a two step for their fucking meal.
2: (laughs) Yep. Hey, you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps somehow.
0: All right, so I think this is probably a good time to introduce the show. (laughs) No, this is great because this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted to have something where it's just going to be a nice conversation about whatever the fuck else you're thinking about. Uh, Because it's been so um, taxing to pay attention to the news, and we've been doing it for so long. I know you guys are right there with me that um, this is going to be a very unstructured show if ever there was one.
2: That sounds, sounds incredible. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like one of the best times ever.
0: All right, so I mean, yeah, if you guys have some kind of topic that you want to speak on, just bring it up next, and then we'll all try to exhaust our feelings on the issue. Um, okay. <laughs> but uh, I think, <laughs> I think, I think PPP being wasted is a good one to start out with. Um, there is going to be some new stimulus coming out, I, I guess, right? Oh, it's uh, oh, it's not going to
2: happen until after the election. There's absolutely no. Them rushing through they had the Senate had the choice between confirming a justice or sending out stimulus and they chose confirming a justice. There's I mean, there's no hope till after this election and even after that, who
1: fucking knows? Well this shit's happening in real time too. I mean yeah. they just they just ruled eight minutes after they confirmed her.
0: Yeah. I mean that's insane. I don't yeah. even get it. <laughs> Well, that's that's advice and consent. They advised and consented, and there was only three letters in between the two. So that's yeah. all it takes. Um, but this, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is a charade. So what? What did you expect, right?
2: Well, we all knew this was coming. Like we all we all saw this coming down. We just, I guess, had hope that uh, <laughs> we had hope that like virtue might prevail just this one time. Just the one time the I right thing might be done. Wasn't it
0: more the case that we were hoping that COVID took out the entire body of the Senate and oh, we also were so all close. their internet service providers <laughs> so they couldn't zoom their votes in from home? Like, that was yeah. the only way this wasn't going down.
1: It certainly looked like that was possible. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, like a week or two ago, that looked yeah. like it was, like, right there. But then, they, I mean, they figured it out. I mean, Mitch McConnell, like, when he wants to get stuff done, he, he does, but... the 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 irritating thing that just keeps the the senate may be representative of of the republican party but those are red states so like even though we have like this situation where it's like it's just not representative anymore like our, our senate's not representative of the country and so them acting just really just always pisses me off, you know, when they get the majority. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's like if you if you look at the populations. No, states, you're, what you're
0: saying is you're watching the minority rule in yeah. in full effect, and they're basically flaunting it in front of you every time they get a chance.
1: Yeah, it's irritating. Of they course it is. Up, <laughs> What is course this it. They only make up
2: like it's uh it's like a small part, like it's. There's, what, like 400 million people in this country? They only make up the Senate's only representative of I
0: hate I hate statistics that show the disparity of justice. It's not cool. And you know, some, <laughs> some do it better than others. Like, you know, when you see the election results and they come out where it says, well, 56% of the public supported this party. And yet they only ended up with 42% of the seats within a given state. And mm-hmm. um, you're like, well, how did that happen? And then you look at all the gerrymandered districts, <laughs> and you're like, okay, there's injustice yeah. on a map. You could see it right in front of you.
2: Yeah, and no one wants to do anything about it, or no one knows how to do anything about it. But in the end, though, it just kind of creates voter apathy, and then people just stop trying to do anything about it, anyways.
0: They do, but also then there are movements when you seem there seem to be no hope. Like for instance. In terms of the electoral college, right? Um, they have that interstate compact where they're supposed to be able to award all of their delegates and their um, right. their votes to the uh, popular, the national popular vote winner. And um, I mean, that's been getting some traction lately, and they say that it's not going to be able to work for this election. But um, <laughs> yeah, well, there of are, there, are, See, there are almost enough states on board where the um if if they won all those states it would be enough to give them two seventy. Which is cool because otherwise you're looking at the supermajority in the Senate or in Congress as well as three quarters of the states to be able to ratify an amendment to the constitution that would then allow the disillusionment of the Electoral College. Otherwise you could just have a piece of paper and a handshake agreement And then that that nullifies all that other bullshit that you would have to go through.
1: Well, why I always wondered why the Electoral College was the first move. Like, shouldn't that be the second move? Shouldn't we go with the popular vote? And then if it's close, we go with the Electoral No, absolutely not,
0: because what they didn't want was just that tyranny of of a majority. Yeah. They they didn't want to have 51% of the populace be dictating everything all the time uh and they didn't trust your average voter so right they, yeah no they... i i understand that i just i just always
1: think that like in this modern era uh you know what, i know education is you know that's another discussion but if the populace is educated enough i mean that shouldn't be an issue but yeah i mean uh you know that, that is kind of
2: I'll make the argument I don't necessarily know if we need it anymore I mean I in
1: of course, you know, in we, the, don't. Of in course we
0: don't in the case
2: of in the case of like we needed this when the country was founded absolutely it, population distribution was not good it wasn't great at all um, there was like high concentration of people in like one area and it would
0: just you had to legalize make, cannibalism just to get people to live in Nevada
2: yeah wait dude, what <laughs>
0: Well, also, when the country first started, the only people allowed to vote were white landowners, so... Well, yeah, that was also
2: that was also another big thing that was going on then. Yeah, but a
0: very, really juicy concession was that you got to count three-fifths of your slaves as people for standing within Congress. That was a bonus. Yeah, but there hilariously enough, over the top. they can't vote, though. No, they didn't have to be able to vote, but they got you the votes.
2: That's like what yeah. we do now with, um... With making uh, people in prisoner population, like the prisoner population, counting towards the census, towards that area, even though they're not yeah. able to vote in that area. It's the same concept.
0: It is. And know, there yeah. is a, a very <laughs> a strong lineage between slavery and the prison population. Yeah. Well, it's something
2: That's... that our, our country is really good at for some reason. Right? and we, never, we don't really understand why, but uh, this country became very good at being really shitty to its marginalized communities.
0: Because it yeah. makes for a hell of a workforce and a uh, profit generator
2: yeah and then 200 years later you get to make a biopic about it
0: well I mean if you look at the
1: way minimum wage has moved and the way that the you know the the amount of money things cost inflation um, we do we're, we're developing a very cheap workforce you know so it's like as long as we don't have to pay people very much and and nobody really Forces the hand of the, the government. It'll just continue. To, uh, just to continue, the, the gap will just get bigger and bigger and bigger until we have, uh, you know, people working for meager wages and, you know, no unions and just a oligarchy. And I mean, it, it's already kind of almost there. You know. Oh, so. we're
2: there. We are so close to there. <laughs> we are. We are. It's not like I, Ronnie. I think I. We briefly talked about this the last time I was on your podcast, but I. I think I used the phrase we were um, heading towards the authoritarian or like the autocratic society. We're sprinting there. We're no longer like moseying along the pathway of an authoritarian government. We are in a full dead on sprint, like trying to get there as fast as possible.
0: Um, I got to give props to my homeboy that I went and visited down in Columbus, Chris Howell, because he hit me to a podcast that I didn't know about, but I had heard of. And it's called It Could Happen Here. Have you guys heard of this one? Yeah. yeah. No. No. All right, so this is the um, Second Civil War podcast. And uh, okay. this was made, I think, in 2018. And you can hear all these things where they're talking about, oh, well, here's all the situations that could have a um, some kind of arising going on on the far right. They're talking about the Clive and Bundy episodes and they talk about how all it would take is these types of things to have distrust in the government mean that you have these militias crop up and it was so prescient as to what we've just went through with covid and uh the restrictions on everything and with george floyd and the protests and um illiberalism and um overreach of federal power it is so fucking scary And uh, these people have been talking about it for a very long time. So a lot of this stuff has been known to people and it's just playing out in that way. So I guess the best thing to do is to listen to the story of how it's possible to unfold and try to help it not do that, (laughs) you know? Now, Uh, yeah,
2: this is a little bit of a cynical question, I guess, but are we at a point where it's a little too late to go back? mm -hmm. Have we have we i mean is the damage done i mean even think about kind of what we started this discussion on this idea of um amy barrett getting confirmed mitch mcconnell was on the senate floor during the com- during the confirmation gloating well, about our political you know uh, the the other side won't be able to undo this for a long time
0: mm-hmm. so well, yeah I
2: think we it, get we get biden in there does it change anything
1: do we yeah i i think it does because if you let the D- justice department do their job yeah uh, these things actually can be mitigated because you look you got the q you've got all these uh you know ancillary kind of uh you know um uh information war kind of going on through social media and and, and when you have that you're not getting the information to the people so we when the people yeah. get good information they can make good decisions but like I just recently, and uh, I never really looked into it all that much, but there was a whole thing about a uh, boogaloo boy uh, burning one of the third precinct of uh, yeah. In Minneapolis, acting like he was Black Lives Matter. I just, I
2: remember, Ron, Ron, we have some of the same uh, family members on Facebook. Um, I remember all those fuckers sharing that article about, I can't believe Antifa burned down that precinct. I can't believe, you know, those goddamn left radicals burned. It's a fucking boogaloo boy.
0: Well, it was the same thing as uh, Umbrella Man. That guy ended up being part of the far right movement. Yep. Uh, and now don't get me wrong there were people on the left or just black and white people that were pissed off that night in general that followed the lead of this person but this but person they they were gonna do was that. the inciter of yeah. the original violence, the original sin on that precinct station and that ended up being the crux of the argument of yeah. why everything should then get burnt around it and it was the first domino to fall and we all saw it Ooh. happen and it turns out that it ended up being uh, the other side it was a side that just wanted to have chaos because that side is so closely aligned with the far right yep. that they basically meet at a point point. Um, and what was really crazy honestly about this podcast like it was like um, all right so imagine that if you have um, imagine if you have Let's say like a National Guard. Well, you couldn't send them out to places in the country where they would have family members because they wouldn't enforce the laws against their family members because it would essentially end up being like the Taliban where they would defect with the uh, military secrets into the population and try to thwart any type of enforcement of law against rural populations. Like, when yeah, you think about that shit,
1: quickly, yeah.
0: That shit is insane to think about. Where um, a lot of the issues, uh, the, the, um, the statistic of the day for me was that 3% of all gun owners own over half of all the guns. That what? Yeah, so like, this is like the Jeff Bezos of gun ownership. <laughs> um, these are these are super hoarders. If they're super spreaders, these are super hoarders. They're keeping all the viral spread for themselves, if you know what I'm saying. What do you in, do in with large all those guns? You're just... Well, that's just it. You're holing up like a mole, and you're insane, and you're actually trying to provoke this end result that you are you you're not prepping for nothing essentially yeah Yeah.
1: but it's always interesting to me what the end game is because if if the game is always about looking at this from a perspective of conservative religious um you know kind of these types of rights where you know liberalism dies I, i i i don't know exactly where the the line goes because no liberals die
0: but liberalism lives on but is it is it about
2: no liberalism because liberalism is upholding this sort of standard of democracy the idea in their
0: hearts liberalism just means as many rights for the individual as possible
1: but is there an authoritarian nature where it's 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 so when i when i think about these things I, i i think well obviously we can't coexist so you know what See, that's kind of the thing that always gives me hope is that I don't hate people for what they believe, you know. And I, and I think I, kind I talked
0: of, about this on last week's podcast. It's all about yeah. the respect for the other. Yeah, yeah I
1: don't – I ultimately, I will walk up to these people and say, hey, you know, like, look, man, I don't hate you. Like, I just want us to be able to coexist in this country together. And I think a lot of people believe that, but will – Russia, will China, will you know, uh far right movements let us have that world? I don't know if that's possible. So it doesn't because once again <laughs> it once doesn't let them I, to keep power. You guys
0: I mean, so listen to this podcast, it's sick because it's like yeah. it's like, all right. So imagine if a couple thousand well armed militia people decided to make trouble all at once in America, would they be able to do it? Yes, of course. Think about how Defenseless we are in terms of our roadways. If they wanted to just blow up some of the interstates, yeah. Now you're now you're like if they want to actually be terrorists, and if this wasn't you know they
2: could if they first world if they they flew a Confederate flag and shot it about protecting their home, these motherfuckers would start a GoFundMe for them. It's what they did to that fucking (laughs) asshole who shot those people in Kenosha. That fucking piece of shit kid. Kills absolutely two protesters right. well, and these fucking, these fucking knuckle draggers are like, oh, I just, uh, I, he was protecting his home. All right, Mother- so Matt,
0: in, that pot, in this <laughs> podcast, right? They're like, all right, so you're going to have somebody that kills somebody that says they were defending themselves. And next thing you know, they're going to be a martyr for that side of the cause. Yeah, so it's in this. And this is two years old. Yeah. And I'm like, this is some Nostradamus shit. This is terrible, and the nah, fact that just it is, the fascist playbook. Well, that, it's just so easy... Exactly. Yeah, it's but so if you easy don't know the fascist playbook, exactly. it's easy to yep. recreate. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't and, take much for, like, for them to be able to build one thing on top of the other, because a lot of the times, we haven't got done having the last conversation before the next one begins. That's
1: absolutely right. I mean, if you look at the, some of the websites that I'm on, I mean, it is basically just pushing each like i woke up on like i think it was what sunday or saturday and i got an email from something and <laughs> um it was about a video that uh, from chinese television there was a sex tape of hunter biden smoking crack uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> i, yeah, I, I mean, like
2: i bet it was awesome i bet it was a great well
1: video. <laughs> i mean i i I didn't click the link, but I No, I your computer
2: like, would have got AIDS if you clicked. Well,
1: I mean I, I clicked most of the links, but I How was many just
0: VPNs like, do you have, <laughs> Nick? Like are you I, like set I up I have a... one really good one. I'll <laughs> see what what makes I don't it know really... how that works, but I'd imagine your computer seems like it's probably in ten places at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, trust me. I uh, I can look at it if I need to.
1: <laughs> but I'm I mean sure, that's my, my point you, is, is 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 to your point. Is, it's when you like every day it's another story and it's like yeah. that that type of rhetoric i mean whether it's, it's true or not, hose, it doesn't even matter that's the thing it doesn't even matter if it's true anymore
2: it's an old soviet tactic called a fire hose of misinformation or a fire hose of lies and you right. just spew so much misinformation lie after lie after lie to a point to where it it Confuses the populace even
0: even older than that is the Machiavellian theory of a death by a thousand cuts. Yep. Yeah. So that's where they're at. And that's what the Trump administration has been uh, singularly aimed at doing because he is the chaos agent that we've all been looking for. Um, And that's what it is. So if you sow chaos in a million different places, if you start a trillion fires at once, they'll never be able to put them all out. And this person will bleed out from paper cuts. Yeah. And that's where we're at right now. And God, it is so disheartening to think that you have to get every coalition, every troglodyte from under every rock and get them to bandy together just to be able to vote this clown out of office.
2: And even then, they just confirm somebody to the Supreme Court that is there for the literal reason of, of weighing in. On the inevitable lawsuit that goes on possibly Court. keeping him here. Yeah.
1: Well, 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 well go ahead. If Nick. you, you know, I was just going to say, I mean, if you, if we do get the Senate and we do get the house, I mean, did this feel legitimate to anybody? No, I, I mean, can you do impeach just based off the idea that like, uh, this is unpre, you know, like there's no president. That this this was legitimate i mean you could make the case i mean you i don't know if it would, you uh, could you would, you would get you would get uh democratic senators that say hey you know like we got to watch out on what we're doing you know like would
2: you rather just... that or pack the court you know what i mean what would you, i'd would absolutely
1: you... pack the court because i think that you can you can remove that seat later um yeah but making amy coming barrett like a, a martyr like we're talking about i mean Yeah, you don't Uh, want to do that.
2: They're just gonna that'll embolden them to assume that their ideology is is being attacked. That they're that their Christian values aren't being allowed in this country,
1: even though you could argue that you know racing her through like this was a little weird (laughs) to say a little weird, right? Yeah, it's
0: it's in record time during a pandemic (laughs) in an election year, right before an election actually contradicting what you did for the very last appointee yeah it's weird on a lot of levels yeah so um, i mean
1: you know i mean it might be nice to like you know throw that out there just to you know say hey you know like we're, we're taking this very seriously you know like how these seats are uh placed you know like this is not like something where you take seven days and go. Well, she seems
0: all right. <laughs> the problem is, is that she seems competent and um, completely qualified for the job. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just she has it. disqualifying um, statements in the past. Tons of them. She, as far as I'm Al concerned, Franken,
2: Al Franken pointed out that she was a part of a, an organization that was labeled as a hate group, and she yeah. wasn't aware of it. And she like that should be enough. She's she's signed on to she signed on to commercials and advertising uh, being against Roe v. Wade. Well, I mean, a
0: hate group could be just the fact that her alumni association or whatever didn't want gays in the school. Um, uh, It could be. No, they were
2: they were actually classified by the Southern Poverty Law Center as a hate group, like as a hate organization.
0: And all you have to do is deny service or opportunity to gay and lesbian LGBT people to be designated as such. And, you know, with her religious and Catholic uh, staunchness, that's not difficult, you know, to happen. But that can't be
2: allowed. That can't be allowed to reign in the courts because there's a difference between political value and religious value. And those things should never interconnect. Because, you know, you can have your religious values and your ideas that abortion is wrong, but this country allows for the freedom of choice. And that's religious oppression when you try and force your religious beliefs onto someone else's decision.
1: Well, some people still believe in
0: discrimination.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, you're definitely onto something.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I think that if you get people, especially on that side of the fence, the originalist side... Yeah. where people talk about inalienable rights, you know, bestowed by a creator. Yeah. If you want to talk about that creator bullshit, then now you get to talk about the text that it is extrapolated from and what else it talks about. And well, that's no- the thing nothing's about... more originalist than the Bible to these yeah. people. So they this... can really start to make the ties back to how um, they're justified in their beliefs, even though it takes away rights from others yeah. because it it's from the divine
2: but if Amy Barrett's an originalist then why did she, why why does she have the right to vote then you know what i mean if she's like a true originalist like why is she absolutely like why how you can't be an originalist and then also be like, "we, well, yeah, i'm an originalist for some things but also for other things." Like someone just referring to themselves as an originalist should be like, "oh, so you're pro slavery." You're pro women. I've got hip to
0: enough like originalist bullshit in the last like year or two where you've seen them be able to legislate from the bench just as much as the liberal justices because there's so much stuff that isn't in original text yeah. that they still have to be able to come up with rulings. Yeah. So they find all this tangential rulings and writings and well, whatever that aren't actually in the you know the, yeah but that's
2: not being an originalist that's being a is, lying piece of shit it's being a
1: hypocrite yeah this is, yeah, but this is where a
0: shoehorner yeah being in the united states becomes really
1: problematic because it's not it's not like the supreme court's for us it's there's a certain part of the population it's just not for so like yeah. if you wanted to get an abortion and you're rich you just fly to a country that that's legal yeah
0: right? You know what I mean? Like, but some people don't have that option. Or you just yeah. get your doctor friend to come over the house. You don't go anywhere. Yeah. Has,
2: yeah. Anybody, so, checked, uh, has anybody checked the stock market? Did coat hanger prices go up yet?
1: <laughs> well, it would have been like uh, stainless and... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh,
2: I would uh, buy... I'll tell you what, if anybody's listening to this, oh, here's yeah, my economic it. advice. buy, Buy stocks. Buy stocks and stainless steel <laughs> oh, coat God.
0: hangers. That is de- disgusting and very yeah. funny. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, I'll
2: do, <laughs> I'll do whatever I can to make sure we're laughing instead of crying.
0: What year is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: That's thousand and never motherfucker. This is my
2: uh, this is my Andrew Dice Clay gets political uh, persona.
0: Just in time. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know what else do you guys want to talk about on politics. I mean. Do, the debate was so long ago that it doesn't even seem like it needs to be gone over we saw uh, sedated Donald Trump make his point we saw Joe Biden also heavily medicated in the other direction I'd like to start and, uh, I'd like to start well. a
2: conspiracy theory that they had like a little like a shock band on the president so every time he started to get a little out of control somebody would give him a little zap to put him back into place i don't know i I know you're not supposed to stay i'm starting a conspiracy theory but i think i think we should start that it has to to be the
0: case because he was so different than the last debate it's either that the the first uh debate was complete ruse where he went out saying all right i'm going out swinging i'm not shutting up the entire time or that was actually him, and then he was getting shocked in the second one. <laughs>
2: That's see; well, those are the only two reasonable options.
0: I feel like they he he's got
1: to be playing a role to some degree because he, he's
0: so he's intensely... been on WWE how many times? Of course he's playing yeah. a role. Well, like so this I guy they, is a theatricals. They they, a... they, yeah. they
1: they workshop the shit out of that and say what is what what is Donald Trump's character during this debate? And it's always going to be Donald Trump, but this time it was the. I might know what I'm doing, I guess.
0: Well, think about it. I think on the first one, they were probably just like, all right, the net positives for being a total asshole that does not shut up or mind his business the entire time Yeah, they were making a bet. is better if we can just get Biden to to crack that one time. Yeah. If we can get him to slip up in the extraordinary way that we're hoping, then there is no amount of bluster or whatever. all
1: All they had was Biden... I think the the line on Fox was Biden called the president of the United he called the office a clown, and it's yeah. like that was all they had. Um, but the one thing that I thought was interesting, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs>
0: uh, oh god! It's like well, <laughs> how terrible. Kind of right?
1: um, I mean, if you're a true Fox watcher, you're probably just appalled. But the one thing that I thought Biden really, <laughs> which won the debate for me personally. Um, and the second one, or I guess it would have been the third one, but the second one, he, Donald Trump did his tagline where he said, I've done more for African-Americans than Abraham Lincoln. And they then said Biden Abraham of, Lincoln yeah, over here. Yeah. I know. He immediately turned, turned around and called him Abraham
0: Lincoln and Trump just looked <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I I actually, that was the only thing I posted on Facebook from the whole debate was, it was just awesome. Abraham it was so Lincoln awesome. over here. <laughs> <laughs> i mean
1: chuck didn't know how to compute that because normally he's just getting like pandered to but yeah i mean it's like totally stupid and like biden was able to call it on it and look for me that's enough right there that says biden is totally here he's ready to work he's it's like you know you don't throw those types of jabs like
0: uh just if, out you're, of nowhere, so. if you're if you've lost your marbles No, absolutely Um, not But also, I mean, there were so many other things Like, when he was talking about how he's the president Or he's going to be the president And he was the vice president So don't even try to put that shit on me Kind of thing Like That was pretty amazing Because he was talking about having independence As an entity and as a voice And not being a puppet of the rest of the left it sounded like a message not just to you know trump and the voters but to the rest of the the democrats yeah, he separated
2: too. to all the people who are afraid of progressive ideology for some reason he se- he really went out of his way to separate himself from he that did. from that flavor
0: and, but at the same time he was a realist where we didn't know if he was going to be because he's pandered so much he's been in politics for five decades right so when he says listen we've got to phase out now this was obviously the biggest gaffe from the debate where he says we have to phase out of fossil fuels which is completely true but something you cannot say in american politics in the two-party system um it was so refreshing and he was really adamant about it and he felt sorry about it and all that good stuff but like he said it and and then walk it back the next day but it was it was pretty wild
1: I, I just think that those types of – Biden has this ability to and – he, and he's got shit for it his entire career – of trying to walk across the aisle or meet, like, people in the middle. And he's, he's always, like, you know, I feel like a guy that wants to see multiple sides of the issue. And he just – and I think that that's probably always been the reason why he's never really been able to win presidencies is because there's always been somebody who toes the party line – just way better than he does, you know, so, um, very like possibly. Hillary. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's a, centrist Hillary was at a chosen art. one. And I, I think that like they were afraid, I don't know if, if Biden would have ran against Hillary, do you think Hillary would have won the no. nomination? No, probably not. Right. So no. It, it, no, they, it's interesting. they probably
0: kindly asked him to step aside because it was Hillary's time because Barack took it away from her eight years before. It, it's, but see, that's, that's kind of the thing that
1: I'm. When is that going to end? Like, what yeah, do you mean? Like, the
2: Democratic Party loves to shoot themselves in the foot with this whole idea of, oh, it's this person's turn or it's the that The ascendancy, turn. the grooming, yeah, all
0: that good stuff. yeah. It's just kind of annoying. It's terrible because obviously we're looking at people who have been waiting, quote unquote, for decades, and now they're very, very old, and we don't have the most qualified person available at the time. Mayor Pete. Or, uh, you know, uh, well, that's Elizabeth, why that needs Elizabeth to Warren.
2: that needs to that whole that whole philosophy needs to go by the wayside. And and I I hope, especially after 2016 and, and now with everything that's going on, I hope after we're past this, the Democratic Party can realize that that's that's not the way to keep an electorate like you. That is a very good way to cause, you know, we we're talking about voter apathy earlier. You that. That turns off young voters. It turns off anybody who thinks that, um, you know, they should exercise their right to vote. And then they'll go, OK, well, they're just going to put some fucking random asshole in anyway. So why should I even try and vote for progressives? Mm-hmm. It's kind of the argument that they, they, a lot of people use for, you know, not voting for third parties. This whole idea of like, well, it's not going to matter anyway, so I won't pursue it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and sowing that dissent is is always super weird, too, because... I, I just remember the tail end of the election 2016. Jill Stein was getting a lot of like cred yeah. from like weird places. And that turned out to all just be a ruse. Yeah. So I think that being, I just think more people need to vote. Like I think oh, you're going to yeah. see a bigger difference in terms of who we have as uh, our electorate every year becomes the situation where like look if everybody came out to vote like they did you know uh to get bush out you know every year uh or you know it's just it would never be close ever yeah (laughs) i think they
0: we're looking at something very very interesting because someone from one of the major polling uh organizations or news organizations said if we're wrong, like we were in 2016 again this time, our entire industry is dead. Yeah, um, because there is no way you can be that fucking wrong again and still live to tell the tale. Because no one will believe you. Your credibility is out the window. So what I'd like to ask you guys is, is that what do you think is the probability of who has the upper hand in terms of voter turnout? Because you had so many people not turn out last election that were obama voters or just essentially minorities in general but then you also have states where so much more of the new voter registration are republicans versus democrats i mean pennsylvania is is the prime example yeah um and then at the same time you have so many people who might be republicans or who are democrats who voted for trump and they were obama and now they've seen the error of their ways and now they're gonna come back and not vote for trump a second time like where is this all going because all i know is there's no way that voter voter turnout isn't going to be at almost unprecedented levels it has to be yeah we're already so at
2: like 50 million people like voted already and it was yeah, like and, 100, and 150 eight, million eight last or time?
0: so until the election we've already seen as much early voting as there was in the entire previous election yeah, yeah, we're gonna
2: bl- I mean, the, we're gonna absolutely blow those numbers out of the water. And historically, I mean, it favors Democrats. Historically, high voter turnout will always favor the Democrats. It's why you would argue that Republicans have gone out of their way to to gerrymander states to high hell, or they've gone out of their way to to create voter ID laws and voter purge, uh, doing voter purges.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's definitely where you're going to see that people vote with kind of their I I don't know I mean like I always think of myself as like apolitical and I don't really like fall into one camp and I, but uh, most of the time I think that I'm pushing the idea of can we get somebody other than white guys in this office like white Uh straight male you know I just think that it's like we need more like you're gonna see more perspective if we just get different people in there, you want people from all and not necessarily like, look, I mean, I love capitalism Tea. sort of and <laughs> business and, you know, uh, and I think that that has its place. But, you know, business owner like like a, like a guy like Donald Trump, like the amount of um, bankruptcies and kind of like his is nefarious business dealings that should be like, I don't care how much you like the guy or whatever you think he can provide. He has a history of being a huge loser. OK, yeah. so that should be a red flag. So the, the the thing that I think is is getting people that are not, you know, just getting some difference in there. And I think that you'll just see a bigger change across the country because people just uh, look, uh, you know, it, it's 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 a problem. And, uh, we, you know, what out of all the
0: presidents we've had, we've had one that wasn't a white guy. No, absolutely right. Um, Donald Trump said that he does more for the African American community than any other president besides Abraham Lincoln. Well, he really could have done something to that effect by offering this uh, Supreme Court seat to an African American, you know, male or female, and nobody brought that up to him. It's like, all right, wait a second, you mean to tell me that there aren't anybody qualified? Is that because they're not being offered these positions, these these uh judgeships? What's the reason that they aren't in in the pipeline of your beautiful Federalist society? Where's the next well, uh Clarence Thomas? Like just uh, you know
2: Herman Cain went down in uh in March, so I think they I think they about tapped the well for, for tokens that they have.
0: Yeah, Tim Scott cannot wow. duel uh, <laughs> be a senator from South Carolina and a Supreme Court justice. I don't believe that's allowed.
2: Uh just wait till they decide. I'm surprised they didn't put Matt Gates in blackface and just run him set up on the Supreme Court.
0: Speaking wow. of, in the new Borat, um one of the one of the warnings on the top is for blackface. There when was blackface in Borat? Uh I yeah. I watched they were, it. They're just showing one of the old. uh, Oh,
2: Trudeau! Trudeau's blackface. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, but that's actually up there with like you know violence, nudity, blackface. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's a trigger warning. I get it. I mean, like whenever I see blackface, I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, whoa, what's
2: what's going on here? Why are we doing this?
1: Yeah. I mean, did they show Trudeau's that picture? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh I must have missed that part because I didn't see it.
2: That was
0: right in the beginning, I thought.
1: Uh, Oh, okay. I was kind of doing something when I put it on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right on. (laughs) What'd you guys think of it? It was was pretty good. That was a Uh, good satire. That was
2: a really good piece of film.
1: I had trouble understanding exactly
0: what the movie was about. Sure. But he's definitely cobbling together a narrative with whatever (laughs) set pieces they could get filmed.
1: Yeah, he's like... Because, like, I... I mean... I don't know exactly. Like I was, I was kind of thinking to myself. How do people not know who Borat is now? Like, how do you do this movie again? <laughs> well, that's the one thing that confused
2: me about him living with the QAnon guys, because he's living with the QAnon guys as uh, as staged. Borat. There's yeah, no that's way. What, me and another comedian were talking about that uh, today. Like, I, he, Baron Cohn did an interview and he said like, "Oh yeah, I stayed in character for two days," but there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way those guys didn't know what was going on there.
0: You got to wonder because there are definitely cameras and I don't know about lights, but like something you're obviously being a part of something when you're you're offering this man your home.
2: Even if you don't know who he is, you would definitely have to be skeptical of the shit that he's saying to you or trying (laughs) to get you to say.
0: But well, it it sounded good enough to me. Like their responses seemed so genuine that you know, it, the believability factor was there.
2: Well, the one line no. was so funny from that when he was showing them the uh, the manual, the women's manual, and they were looking at it, the one oh, guy yeah. goes, "Those are conspiracy theories, man." <laughs> yeah. He's just talking about fucking the Clintons eating adrenal glands and shit,
1: right? No, I mean, I think that one of the interesting things about these types of movies is, like, the mixture of kind of reality. And so, like, if you get enough doses of reality, then you might believe some of the things that aren't, you know. So I think that he, he walks that line pretty well.
0: Um, sure. I mean, he's sure. been you doing have to it get, for years. You have to get some real um, bring-me-along-for-the-ride footage in the bag to be able for me to uh, jump the shark with you a couple of times throughout the film what do you guys think and,
2: about the uh the uh, pregnancy clinic with a christian pregnancy clinic real or do you think it was real or put on with that super religious dude and they were trying to get the baby out of his daughter
0: uh that was probably
1: real you, I need to rewatch this because I totally missed that as well. Oh, <laughs> well. That was the one
0: where she ate the baby off of the cupcake, and then oh, he's I talking totally about that how he didn't see that, he totally had to, didn't see that. He put a baby in his daughter. Yeah, well, he had to know. bring her behind
2: the dumpster because he was worried that giving her pleasure would make her, you know, would be illegal. So he had to put the baby in her behind the see, dumpster. The
1: way I like, I mean, I'm and my my girlfriend hates this, but like the way I'll watch a movie, is all like just talk during it and like do other shit, and like she's like. I can't watch this. I can't do it. No, nobody should
0: ever have to watch anything
1: with with you. (laughs) Because I'm like, I'll just be like, oh, shit, I was watching that movie. And then I'll sit down and watch 15 minutes of it.
0: (laughs) That just means you can watch it an indefinite amount of times and it still retains its freshness
1: yeah i mean the with the big lebowski i mean i i broke that up into like four different actual movies because like i can't remember like certain parts of it i'm like was that from that movie
0: (laughs) so it gets kind of weird sometimes which part was the viking helmet i I don't know yeah (laughs) exactly that's awesome yeah i I mean all right so i'm gonna wrap it up just because it's a nice timely 46 minutes and 51 seconds as of right right. yeah well i mean all right i'm gonna cut it but regardless this is perfect we ended on a little bit of entertainment i i had a blast you guys this was really fun thank you so much oh yeah ron
1: Uh, thank you for having us on
0: yeah rock and roll man this is great (laughs) all right um you know We've got one more podcast before the election, so I might invite you guys back next week if you're available because we're going to have plenty to talk about and plenty to pray on even yeah. to the non-existent god of the netherworlds. Oh, well, my, uh,
1: my girlfriend's working the polls, so I'll probably have, <laughs> I'll, I'll have I mean, uh, the, the election. Uh, uh, stuff. I was going to say the sh-
0: shutdown's really hitting you guys uh, hard. Did you get sure that soundbite? Is, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> that was uh, a free one. Thank you. <laughs> always
2: then strong. Always then strong.
0: We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye. And that's going to do it for another episode of BTBM. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks again for Ryan Little for our awesome theme music. Check him out on SoundCloud. And please do not forget to rate, review, and share us on iTunes and Facebook. We'll talk to you guys next week.